Welcome to the Whole Four Challenge. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. I created this five-day challenge to help you start living your life on purpose. During our time together, we'll focus on something I created called the Whole Four Wheel, which is comprised of the four W's, wealth, wellness, wonder, and worth. We'll discuss in detail how to implement each aspect into your life to create a stable foundation of wholeness, how to cultivate an abundance mindset, how to connect on a soul level with yourself and others, how to spark more joy into your days, and most importantly, how to reclaim your worth so that you can pursue a life filled with meaning, purpose, and passion. Because that's the dream, isn't it? I am so happy you're here. If you haven't already, make sure to sign up for the challenge and download the free workbook at thatsmarthustle.com slash whole four. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. So you can tag me in your posts using the hashtags whole four challenge and soul flow series. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back. I am so excited for today's topic because we are going to really be digging into the spiritual side of things on our holistic wellness journey. So first and foremost, I think when people hear the terms spirituality or religion, I think we we all tend to have, you know, social constructs in our minds that tell us what these things mean if we are religious, if we are spiritual. And, you know, there might be some things that we consider to be more quote unquote woo woo than other things. But again, we have to remember that there are social constructs out there, which again, those are just repeated. Those are just opinions that have been repeated over and over and over again by a bunch of people and that have been repeated by the masses. And so that's how it becomes a social construct. And only when we decide to start questioning those social constructs and what they mean for us, can we break, can we break free and break ourselves free? So I have a funny story that I'm going to tell you that hopefully will, will kind of start shifting some things into your mind about these social constructs when it comes to spirituality. But first I want to say that no matter how you were raised, it is perfectly okay if there are other things, maybe outside of your religion, maybe outside of your spirituality, that maybe you've been curious about or somewhat interested in. It is okay. It's a part of our human nature to be curious about things, especially when it comes to such monumental questions like, where do I come from? Who am I? Who is my creator? How was the universe created? You know, there are so many different theories out there, so many scientific theories, so many different religions out there, and they're all you know, everything is beautiful. Everything is beautiful that is out there. And really what it all comes down to, at least for me, and again, this is my opinion, so you can take it or leave it, but it comes down to what feels good and right for you as long as it does not harm any human being on this planet. To be honest, I am pretty surprised that I'm going to talk about this. It's not something I thought I would talk about, but You know, thanks to the RISE conference, I'm like owning my past, present, and future, so I'm going to own my past here. So my quote-unquote spiritual journey um, didn't start until very recently because when I was growing up, I was raised Christian, and I wasn't raised any particular, 
I don't even know what they're called, like subset of, of Christianity. It was very much non-denominational. So I wasn't Protestant. I wasn't Lutheran. I wasn't Baptist. I wasn't honestly like those are the only ones I think I know <laughs> about Christianity. But anyways, I was just raised Christian. Like you're you know, basic non-denominational Christian. So I remember sitting in church as a kid, coloring on my little coloring page that they give the kids to keep them occupied while the adults are observing and absorbing and, you know, listening to the sermon. And I remember watching the pastor up front and I remember admiring his passion Yet every, every time he would tell certain stories from the Bible, I always felt like as a woman, I should be ashamed. And this, this may not resonate with you at all. Again, I'm just sharing my story and how I felt when I was growing up in churches, in a regular non-denominational church. And I'm sure not all churches are like this, but apparently the one that we went to, the way the message was being put across, it was like, I should be ashamed for being a woman because of what Eve had done, right? Adam and Eve. Okay. So, so as I grew up, we kept going to church as a family, and every time we walked into church, I just felt like the sermon sometimes it would resonate with me and sometimes it wouldn't. And it always made me feel like there was something wrong with me because some of the stories hit me on a deeper level where again I felt this sort of shame and this guilt for being who I was. So this is where it gets kind of funny and this is the part where this might turn some people off a little bit and that's totally fine because again, I'm here to share my story because I feel like once again, we can find our own story, our own narratives in other women's stories. So I remember it was around Halloween and I had just finished watching Hocus Pocus and I was obsessed with that movie. To this day, I am still obsessed with that movie. I am convinced that it is the best Halloween movie that has ever been made. But I thought it was the coolest thing that they were like, well, okay, so they were not good, quote unquote, witches. You know, they were evil witches. They were harming other individuals, right? But I was like, it's so cool. They can like, that magic is such a cool thing and they can cast these spells and all this stuff. So what did I do when I was in like sixth grade? I went to the library and rented or checked out a book that was by a woman named Silver Ravenwolf. And I'm pretty sure it was called Teen Witch, right? Because I was like, this is so cool. And I didn't want to do anything bad. I was just like, magic is cool and I want to learn more about it. I was curious about it, right? So I rent that book <laughs> and I take it home with me. And of course, you know, my mom ends up finding it and love you, mom. Like, you know, she had, I understand she's a parent. She was concerned. She's like, oh my gosh, we've been going to church every Sunday and my daughter rented a teen witch book from the library. What is going on? So, you know, she had to sit down and have, and have a chat with me. And she was, of course, very nice about everything. And I know she was just trying to protect me in her own way. But from that moment forward, that taught me or I, I learned the quote unquote lesson that I can't be interested in other things. I can't be interested in other avenues of religion or spirituality that because I had been raised Christian, that was how, that was how I was supposed to be or that, that's how I was going to be for the rest of my life. And let me just say, if you are a Christian, because I know religion, you know, this is a, this can be a very triggering topic for some people. That is wonderful. And I am so happy for you. Again, I am just sharing my story as to what resonates with me and what doesn't and kind of how my path led me to where I am today. 
Okay, so fast forward, you know, a few years and, you know, I'm not renting out any more books from the library. I kind of like shut that curiosity off. I was still curious about it, but I tucked it away because I thought it was wrong and shameful and bad. And what I didn't realize then was that what I was actually curious about was just the universe in general and how we all came to be how we were created, why we were created. I think everyone's curious about this, right? We want to know our origins. We want to know where we come from. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have the answers to that, but I have my own beliefs based on the things that I've read and the research that I have done. And I'm not recording this right now to share with you my own beliefs because that's not the point that I am trying to drive home here. The point I am trying to drive home is that it is perfectly normal and it is perfectly okay to be curious about things when it comes to spirituality and and religion. So that all happened in sixth grade, right? So fast forward like all the way through high school, all the way through college, all the way through me moving to Texas and starting my first job in a corporate setting. And it wasn't but three years ago that I really started just diving more into what is now called the I guess, new age philosophy, which are things like, you know, the law of attraction, manifestation, astrology is a part of that, tarot readings, crystals, Reiki, saging, even some meditations, you know, past life regressions, all this stuff just fascinated me. And what really fascinated me was the energy aspect of it. Because once I learned more about the science behind energy, then I realized how that plays into our lives every single day. And so I started asking questions to myself. I started asking what my core values were and what inklings or what, you know, little intuitive nudges that I had in the past. Cause I had to go back to sixth grade me and take, you know, unpack all of that, take that out of my mind and observe it and really look at it and say, okay, this was a situation where there was like a protective force field bubble around me because my mom was trying to protect me because she didn't understand what I was doing and what I was interested in. And I don't blame her for that at all. But as an adult, I can look at that situation now and say, okay, I'm still curious about some of these things. And like I said, what I realized I was curious about was more of the new age philosophy and this whole idea about the universe and the law of attraction and manifestation and how our mindsets pretty much like that that's going to run the course of our lives whatever you're thinking that's the movie that's playing in your head that is the thing that is going to be projected into your external reality and so i asked myself what my core values were i asked myself what i you know what i've always been curious about I asked myself why I haven't pursued those curiosities. And then I started looking into these things. I had to remove the shame and the guilt and look at it as purely a learning experience and something that I was curious about. And if I started researching and read things where I was like, oh, that doesn't really make sense to me. That doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't feel right with me. That doesn't align with my core values. Then it was something that I could be like, okay, I'm no longer curious about that. But that's exactly the point I want to make is that if we don't identify our core values 
and then use those as kind of the barometer for what we currently believe in and what we're currently pursuing in terms of our spirituality or our religion, then those curiosities and those nudges are going to remain untapped. And the thing about a curiosity or a nudge is that they will not go away unless you fulfill their need to be researched, to be read about, to be fulfilled. And again, when you actually go go after one of those curiosities and nudges, it doesn't mean that the information that you find is something that has to become a part of your belief system. This is where you get to decide what feels right, what feels good, what makes sense to you. So when I actually ask the question to myself spiritually, how do I identify? I identify as love. That is my spirituality. I don't identify with any one religion because I can see the beauty and the pieces of all of them and I can also see the connections that all of them have and all the past stories in Buddhism, in Hinduism, in Christianity, in in all of it. I can see all of the ties and all of the connections. So when I think about my spirituality, I'm like, I am love because God is love. God, the universe, angels, again, however you envision that higher power, that divine being, or maybe there's multiple of them, however you envision that. I identify as love because I believe that my creator, whatever my creator looks like, is also made of love. And so how can I not be made of love if that's what my if that's what my creator is? Does that make sense? And you might be shaking your head like, no, Kristen, that doesn't make sense. And that is fine. That is fine. Again, this is based on my research and the things that I've done, the things that feel good to me, the things that make sense to me, and also the things that have been working in my life when it comes to law of attraction, when it comes to manifestation. I'm able to look at the past three and a half years of my life or past four years of my life since I started on this spiritual journey and looking more into the new age philosophy. And the past four years of my life have been the absolute best years of my life so far because I've had the clarity and I've had experiences that back up what I believe in. So if you look at the worksheet for today, it's labeled at the top spiritual. You'll notice a lot of these same questions, but they're more so writing prompts. So the first one is my core values are. So it's important to identify what your core values are, what you currently believe in, what you live by, how you feel about yourself. What are your core values to you? What is right and wrong? And then you can say spiritually or religiously, I identify as, I use the word spiritually because I feel like it encompasses more out there. I don't think many people would think of new age philosophy as a religion. So that's why I use the word spiritually. And then the next box is I've always been curious about, but maybe when you were younger, when you were a kid, you were like, oh, this butterfly, like I'm interested in reincarnation. You know, I doubt that like when you're younger, you think about that stuff, but I don't know. Maybe you did. Maybe you were always interested in reincarnation, right? So try to think back to when you were a kid or maybe it's stuff you you're still curious about, but haven't really been you know, you've been afraid to pursue it because it might be seen by other people as too woo-woo, write down all the things that you've been a little curious about. And then also write down why you haven't pursued those curiosities. And I can guarantee you it's probably like the number one reason is going to be because you are afraid of what other people think. This is not something you have to go out and tell the world what you're doing. You can do this in private. You can do this early in the morning, you know, before the kids wake up, or you can do it at night before you go to bed. 
You can do it whenever you want and just take a little bit of time to just kind of explore the curiosity, pull up something on Google. Google is an amazing resource to learn more about everything out there. And then you might find that there are some things as you're exploring these curiosities, you might find that there are some things that you'd like to ask for guidance on. Maybe something you read that kind of shocks you to your core or it shakes up your current belief system and you're like, oh, wow, okay, so I thought this, but now this information is making me think something different. So maybe there's something you'd like to ask for guidance on. Another way to say ask for guidance is to pray on it, to send out your request to the universe, to God, to the, you know, the higher power. Ask for guidance on things, ask for clarity, ask for the path forward to reveal itself to you. You can't get what you don't ask for. And then finally, the last, the last section of the worksheet is my soul is nudging me to. So, you know, it could take some time to receive that guidance or to learn how to be open to receiving guidance, but you might have a moment or that inner, that inner voice, that intuitive knowing that kind of nudges you or says something like, go this way, try this out, research this, buy a tarot deck, you know, buy some crystals, research these things. You know, you might get like a little nudge where you're like, oh, where did that come from? So keep track of what, of what those nudges are telling you to do. So that is today's assignment. Thank you so much for listening and we will chat again tomorrow.